hello everybody uh, and thanks for joining us today. So in this session uh, we will talk about the proposed uh, national access framework for heavy vehicles. Um, you will hear about the elements of the framework and how they will potentially benefit state and local road managers and industry. My name is Ekaterina, I'm the Senior Communications Officer at Austroads, um, and I will be moderating today's session together with one of our presenters, Amy Knowles. Um, Amy is the Transport Network Operations Program Manager at Austroads. She will moderate the Q&A at the end of the webinar. First of all, um, I would like to acknowledge the Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the custodians of the land from which we are broadcasting today. I pay my respect to all this past, present and emerging. I also acknowledge the Treaty of Waitani and Maori as the original people of New Zealand. A bit of housekeeping. Um, so our presenters will speak for about 30 minutes and then we will have some time to answer your questions. Uh, the slides and the framework can be downloaded from the handout section of your sidebar, which you will find on the right-hand side of your screen. To send us your questions for the Q&A, please use the question icon on your sidebar. If you have any technical problems, uh, let us know, but just a quick tip, if you lose sound or your picture freezes, the issue is most likely with your internet connection. So leaving the session and rejoining it using your email registration uh, link usually helps. This session has been recorded and we will let you know uh, when the recording is published on our website. If you listen to podcasts, uh, you can also find Austroads in your podcast app. So we have four presenters uh, for today's session. Our first presenters are Amy Knowles from Austroads and Sanjeev Sasaya uh, from the Australian Local Government Association. Amy and Sanjeev will introduce the project. Uh, next, we will hear from Pascal Felix and Stuart Maxwell uh, from Transport for New South Wales. Pascal and Stuart will provide um, a detailed overview of the framework. So welcome to all our presenters uh, and over to you, Amy. Thank you, Ekaterina, and welcome everybody to this webinar on the National Access Framework for Heavy Vehicles. Today our presenters are going to explain the work which has been taking place to ensure that the National Access Framework is informed, it's meaningful and addresses the needs of both road managers and industry safely and sustainably. Uh, my name is Amy Knowles. I work for Austroads as the Transport Network Operations Program Manager. And the Transport Network Operations Program has at its core the objective of improving mobility for all users of our transport network. Our freight task force is currently overseeing a range of projects to improve road freight operations, but today we're simply hosting the webinar. So I will be passing over to the team from Transport for New South Wales who will be presenting to us. So first of all, we'll go to Pascal Felix and Stuart Maxwell, who have been the team responsible for developing, sorry, second, I should say, to to Pascal and Stuart, who've been the team responsible for de developing the framework in collaboration with a very active and engaged working group. Before we go to Pascal and Stuart, though, I would like to introduce Sanjeev Safaya, who is the Director of Transport and Infrastructure Policy at the Australian Local Government Association. Sanjeev is going to explain to us why the National Policy Framework for Heavy Vehicles is extremely important to the members of ALGA. So just as a reminder, please keep posting your questions in the box on your screen and we will do our best to answer them at the end of the session. And if there aren't any questions we can't answer, we, if there are questions we can't fully answer during the session, we'll follow up later. But for now, thank you, Sanjeev, the floor is yours. Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, yes, yeah, so as Amy said, I'm, I'm the Director of Transport and Infrastructure Policy at the Australian Local Government Association and look after uh, transport infrastructure uh, advocacy uh, issues. 
relating to councils. Um, we've been working with uh, TVNSW has been asked to lead this project on behalf of all the jurisdictions. Uh, and uh, we uh, have um, you know, noted that there are a lot of uh, different you know, heavy vehicle reform projects underway. And uh, this, you know, there's a lot to, for councils to digest. Um, the, the framework does help to um, pull some of these reform projects together and, and give us a sense of the direction that we're headed as far as heavy vehicle access goes. Um, so with, with, with all the reform that is going on, one of the common threads that's running through it is, um, you know, is how heavy vehicles access the, the local council road network, whether it's through um, you know, concerns around processing efficiency, access decision-making rationale and those sorts of things, um, or recovering the cost of providing access uh, through reform projects underway and the national service level standards. The framework helps to lay the guiding principles on which the access should be provided in order to keep the country productive. So at the same time, as per the law regarding access, it acknowledges that uh, the road safety sustainability of infrastructure must also be considered when uh, maintaining access decisions. ALGA, along with uh, all of the transport and policy advocacy uh, reps from across the state and territory local government associations have been consulted as part of this process. Uh, we've been able to provide our feedback on it as well and we thank TFNSW for making this possible. So I'm looking forward to this seminar as we'll provide an opportunity for the local government sector road uh, practitioners to learn more about the framework and contribute their feedback as part of this process. So handing over to uh, the other, other gentlemen, Stuart and Pascal. Um, thanks, Sanjeev and Amy, and uh, good afternoon to, to everybody. Um, just before we head in into the presentation, just a quick uh, overview of uh, what we'll be presenting today. Um, so the National Access Framework for Heavy Vehicles, uh, we're, we're also calling it as the NAF. Um, the, so I'll be going through the NAF background and overview. Um, Stuart will then take you through uh, the snapshot of, um, of principles as well as the objectives. Um, then I'll take you through um, the proposed uh, working group and program and some of the benefits that we think uh, uh, are for local government and industry. Uh, and then uh, Stuart will then take you through the uh, survey uh, as part of the consultation process. Um, and then uh, Amy will uh, take us through the Q&A. So uh, a quick snapshot and then um, um, thanks Katarina if we can um, go through the next slide. So just an uh, overview of the background um, of where we're at. So um, back in April 2020, uh, the Transport and Infrastructure Steering uh, Officials Committee uh, approved the framework uh, development. And uh, that, um, that led to the consultation period um, for uh, the working group uh, back in September 2021 to develop the NAP. So that comprised of state uh, and uh, jurisdictions, OLGA and relevant transport authorities uh, to commence the development of the draft consultation process. From there, uh, there were a number of um, targeted working group uh, consultation uh, to draft the um, the version, the consultation version of the NAF uh, for, uh, for us to go through. 
Um, and in September 2022, um, uh, the consultation uh, development was approved by, by ITSOC. Uh, but part of that process, um, the Konofsky report, which, will, which Stuart will take you through, um, called out uh, the, the NAP, which is led by, by, by New South Wales, um, and there were some key areas that, uh, they, that they want the, the Konofsky report um, named. Um, so the proposal approved by ministers back in April 2020 comprised of the policy principles um, for, for improvement of access and to deliver a national harmonised arrangement. Secondly, uh, to identify um, and, and look at tangible policies and principles as solution. And thirdly, uh, a working group comprising of industry as well as jurisdictions to oversee the implementation of those policies. Um, and hence where we're, we're at at the moment, um, as part of the approval process uh, for consultation between September and November this year, uh, we are asking for industry and road managers to provide uh, feedback on the principles that we will share with you today. Uh, and um, and uh, following that, uh, following the consultation period, uh, we will then go back to ITSOC and ITIN in early 2023 um, to provide uh, those committees uh, the what industry and, and road managers' feedback are to, to the consultation period and then uh, way forward for the working group uh, as well as the program. Stuart. Thank you, Pascal. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. Um, we're here to consult with you or inform you about three items that we're actually undertaking consultation of. Um, I'll talk to you about the first item. It's a strategic policy document, uh, a consultation version of which is available on the Austroads website. And then I'm going to hand back to Pascal and talk to you about two other elements, all of which are mutually supportive in order to help improve access decision making. The National Access Framework for Heavy Vehicles finds its origins really in the National Supply Chain Strategy and the Associated National Action Plan, which calls out and identifies that the freight sector has suffered from inconsistent decision-making, lack of certainty and inconsistent rules across borders. And there's a commensurate action in the action plan that um, calls on government at all levels to um, address this problem um, and investigate policy planning and operational solutions in order to improve access and movement along both the domestic and international supply chains. So we envisage that the national access framework, as well as a proposed access working group and associated work program, go some way to helping address that issue. The, if you have the chance to go through the consultation version of the National Access Framework, you'll see that it's largely a principles-based document, and I'll certainly take you through those principles in a moment. But essentially, we see that the vision of the National Access Framework envisages that road managers, in partnership with the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator, 
working with each other as well as industry and third parties um, do so to ensure consistent, safe, productive and sustainable heavy vehicle access. Uh, the purpose of the framework is that it should provide an opportunity to optimise access to the road network for vehicles which maximise productivity while improving road safety and reducing infrastructure wear as well as emissions. The opportunity that we think this will realise is that the NAF seeks to provide access certainty for industry, reduce that inconsistency in decision-making, as well as produce those harmonised rules across borders. So speaking specifically to the issue called out in the National Supply Chain Strategy and National Access Plan. We're certainly aware that there's a lot happening in this space and um, Sanjeev touched on a lot of that just a moment ago. So the National Access Framework does need to align with what is happening at that national uh, space in particular or that national level. Um, among the many initiatives that is currently in train, um, including many that on, on this call are probably participating and contributing to, includes, for instance, the heavy vehicle national law reform process. As Pascal touched on just a moment ago, uh, earlier this year, um, all jurisdictions, uh, key industry stakeholders, um, engaged with uh, Mr. Ken Kanofsky, uh, who was appointed by infrastructure and transport ministers, uh, to work with all those stakeholders to identify a range of both legislative and non-legislative reform uh, initiatives to be carried forward to improve safety, but also help unlock those um, access-related productivity benefits. Um, a number of non-legislative items called out in Mr. Kanofsky's report, which has now been released publicly, we can certainly see strong alignment with the proposed national access framework, in particular, the proposed access work program that uh, Pascal will take you through in a moment. And as Pascal called out, there's actually an explicit proposition included in that uh, package from Mr. Konofsky that calls for the um, development of the national access framework uh, with an associated access working group, as well as the work program but there's probably a number of other non-legislative access related propositions in that package that can be potentially carried forward by this, uh, this, this working group that we're proposing, as well as um, for inclusion on, on the work program. Just moving on, I'll talk to you about the principles. So you can see called out here on the page, we have six principles that have been developed by a current team of uh, jurisdictions, as well as with the Australian Local Government Association that we've um, already tested with uh, the uh, Road uh, Transport Advisory Committee under ALGA, um, that includes local government uh, representatives. But of course, we're seeking your feedback as well through this consultation process. And if you have the opportunity, I do encourage you to go to the Austroads website and download a consultation version of the National Access Framework, because you can see a, a more fulsome description of those uh, of these principles there. But I'll talk you through them at a high level at this particular point in time. We have at the outset, number one being that access should be enabled unless by exception. We see this being consistent with the provisions already called out in the heavy vehicle national law, that access should be provided, uh, determined, um, unless of course there's a, a public safety risk or a risk to public uh, amenity um, or to uh, road infrastructure. 
we see the opportunity for fostering collaboration and coordination between state and local road managers, third parties and industry. You know, road manager practices can be continuously improved through collaborating with other state and local road managers and road authorities to help build the capacity, share information, um, transfer knowledge where possible, because this opportunity or this, this collaboration rather offers the opportunity for road managers to, to unlock um, a range of opportunities such as increased automation, information sharing, as well as just improved harmonisation of practices. Thirdly, look, we see the opportunity to harmonise access decision-making practices while still encouraging innovation. You know, while there's um, certainly benefits to be unlocked by coming together and sharing practices with one another, we still want to encourage road managers to test the edges, innovate, come up with new practices that can still then be tested and shared with other road managers. A really good example is what's uh, coming out of Tasmania with our counterparts in the Department of State Growth there, doing some exciting work in developing HVAMS, also known as the Heavy Vehicle Access Management System, which is um, taking us down the path of automating some of this access decision-making. I know that's something that some of us in this space are, are looking and following um, quite eagerly. So we, we, certainly, we certainly think that road managers should continue to develop those new tools, innovate their own practices, including through automation, by way of that example I've just offered, and share those lessons with their state and local counterparts. Yes, to support harmonisation of good practice, but also to continue to innovate and move us all forward together. We obviously want to continue to encourage the use of safe and productive sustainable vehicles. I know we all do that in our daily uh, work already, but that's something we think that we do need to call out in these principles in order to continue to drive us forward to that objective. And then second to last, an explicit call out here that we should be looking to automate access assessment decision-making. I offered that example a moment ago of uh, the initiative that Tasmania has undertaken. But equally, we know our friends in the heavy vehicle regulator themselves are looking at exciting um, uh, use of um, automation through their SLAP initiative. And I know that they're undertaking that uh, um, in partnership with local governments as well. So lots of exciting things happening there that can help um, road managers in the first instance through automation of that access decision-making. And then lastly, but not leastly, um, the, the, the final principle is that we should be facilitating the exchange of information and open data. Um, again, harking back to the heavy vehicle national law reforms that are currently underway, we know that there's a large body of work there in developing a, a technology and data framework. Um, we know that telematics has offered uh, lots of opportunities for compliance purposes. But we also know that there's lots of opportunities to be unlocked by using data for non-compliance purposes. And those opportunities flow on to road managers as well as to industry. You know, the voluntary exchange of data, for instance, by road managers and industry really does help paint that picture of traffic journeys um, and volumes that allows for improvement and maintenance of the road asset, which is critical to ensuring that ongoing access for heavy vehicles and helps manage that asset as well. So look, those are the principles. I'm going to talk to you a little bit later about the consultation process and certainly welcome questions coming through the chat function on the principles as well as anything else I've discussed. But at this point in time, I'll just acknowledge 
the principles themselves won't drive the improved access decision making that we know local government as well as state road managers are so sorely calling for. And that's why I'm now going to hand over to Pascal, who will talk you through some of the more tangible elements that we're also, also proposing uh, in order to bring these principles to life. Pascal? Thanks, Stuart. So, uh, just want to take you through the Access Working Group. Um, and currently, as part of this project, um, the current project working group has uh, all um, state jurisdictions uh, including the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator and uh, uh, certainly um, with ALGA participating quite closely uh, with, uh, uh, with, with the group. And um, so as I said to you previously, uh, even the, in the Konoska report, it does call out for a uh, working group um, of jurisdictions and industry uh, to oversee. Um, the uh, work program. So keen to make sure that uh, in your feedback um, and through the, the survey um, that uh, we have an opportunity to understand uh, how best um, we can facilitate the working group uh, to get the outcomes of that uh, uh, tangible um, policies and, uh, and initiatives for, for solutions. Um, there are a number of options uh, that uh, we are considering and uh, you know, making sure that uh, not only uh, are we able to uh, identify opportunities for road managers to engage with industry and third parties, but how do we actually formulate that? And uh, so you know, it, having uh, industry reference groups uh, or project reference groups uh, for, for the relevant uh, programs uh, are, are options that uh, we, we are considering, but uh, keen to uh, understand uh, your feedback uh, through the survey uh, to be able to manage the, the work program. So we think that the work program uh, can facilitate not only short term, but also future uh, initiatives. Uh, the access program will comprise of access related initiatives um, that will have to deliver on the principles outlined in, in that. If I can take you to the right-hand side of, of the page in, in the proposed work program structure, um, from a future initiatives perspective, uh, we want to make sure that uh, we're supporting that research and implementation of best practice decision-making, uh, supporting that continuous improvement to, to PBS schemes, uh, developing that harmonised road network and encouraging the use of technology. Um, and that continuous improvement and consistency uh, in decision making is really important as part of these discussions. So um, that, that will formulate uh, how we believe that the work program can be delivered. Now the work program will have to be endorsed um, and, and managed collectively by, by the working group. It does require uh, approval um, and, and reporting through the Infrastructure and Transport Senior Officials Committee, as well as the Infrastructure and Transport Ministers meeting um, on the implementation of those um, uh, items um, around those principles. Uh, if I can go back to uh, 
you know, talking about the, the, the short term uh, to, to future initiatives. Um, we think that uh, there is an opportunity to reset biannually the program, um, which will uh, help the ongoing, ongoing complementary initiatives that, uh, and ideas that come up from um, various parts of, of the group and also industry um, and, and road managers. So uh, it, it is going to be a, a mix of, um, of, of areas. As Stuart said, you know, there are certain aspects of the Konoski report in the non-legislative um, area uh, that will form part of, um, of, of, the, of the access working program. Um, and that will then be formulated uh, early next year for um, reporting through to ITSOC and, and ITIM. Uh, the proposed work uh, program structure, we believe, uh, fits around the, the principles um, and uh, certainly develops that way of that harmonised approach and uh, the principle of improving of access. So from there, the, the benefits to, to local government, um, there's, there's a real opportunity for the working group um, to collaborate with, um, with other state and local road managers and, and road authorities um, to build on that capacity of sharing information and transferring knowledge. Again, going back to uh, those objectives that Stuart went through, uh, we believe that uh, the group uh, can, can feed uh, into um, some of those uh, lessons learned and, and technology initiatives that will benefit uh, road managers and industry. Uh, participate and benefit from those uh, program comprising initiatives which will help improve again that decision making. And you'll see some familiar words there about consistent approach and outcome. That's really uh, one of the uh, items that uh, we want to make sure that uh, is highlighted. Uh, the program will, will provide that opportunity to develop that automated decision making. Uh, and there's a number of um, programs, uh, both at a state and national level, that are occurring at the moment. Uh, develop a national network, harmonise across border issues, um, and importantly, leveraging on and share data to effectively manage the road asset. So we think that uh, those opportunities uh, can be realised uh, through the program, uh, which will then enable road managers to apply those shared principles, uh, support the efficient and best practice of decision-making. Thanks, Stuart. So consultation is currently underway. There's a website that's live now on the Austroads webpage where you can go along, access and download the consultation version of the National Access Framework for Heavy Vehicles. Once you've reviewed that, you have the opportunity through the same webpage to um, access a survey. Um, at, and that, that survey will give you a number of targeted questions that will seek your feedback on many of the items that we've actually discussed here today from the principles, including do these principles resonate with you? Would you recommend uh, some changes, some additional principles? If so, feel free to, to share those thoughts through that survey. But equally um, around the other elements we've discussed, such as the access working group, 
how do you think uh, local government can best work with and engage with that working group and uh, make sure that you're benefiting from uh, the, the fostering of that collaboration and knowledge and transfer that we've touched on today. And then as well around the work program, what kind of initiatives uh, could be included on the work program that would benefit you? We've touched on um, the Ken Kanofsky uh, non-legislative proposals briefly where we can see benefit from aligning the work program um, with what has been called out in that report. We want to test that with you and uh, see whether you uh, agree with that assessment. But more broadly, we want this to be an ongoing, um, constantly refreshed work program. So if you have other initiatives as well that could uh, feed into a bit of a pipeline, that's the kind of feedback we'll be looking for through the survey. The survey will offer you the opportunity to give your responses either via a, uh, a short, sharp, multiple choice response, noting how uh, over-consulted we all are in this day and age, but also the opportunity exists for you to provide a more fulsome response if you so choose through some open-ended questions. That survey will be open until the 18th of November. Um, it was originally until the 4th of November, but we've offered a slight extension for another couple of weeks. So please take advantage of that. But equally, if you do have any questions in the meantime, you can uh, come back and uh, you can email us through an email address that's also listed on the website. I'll just conclude by um, thanking Austroads for providing those hosting services. Although it is Transport for New South Wales that initially suggested the development of the National Access Framework for heavy vehicles that we've been developing in concert with jurisdictions and key agencies. We acknowledge that uh, without Austroads, uh, it would be more challenging to engage with our stakeholders across Australia and beyond um, on what is really a national initiative. So thank you. And I'll hand back to you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you, Pascal, uh, for this presentation today. Uh, there is a lot to consider in how we can, as a group, um, work to prove this access decision-making, but it's clearly an opportunity uh, which is best addressed collaboratively and continuously. So thank you to Pascal, Stuart, and the whole Transport for New South Wales team, and indeed the whole working group who have collected uh, all these insights for us to consider today. I definitely recommend reading the full consultation document if you have time, but of course um, also please do drop your questions in the chat and we'll do our best to answer them today. I might, um, we do have some questions, um, Pascal and Stuart, so I might start off and throw one to you, uh, Pascal, for consideration. And this is a question around... I just thought I was muted then. I hope I wasn't muted for too long. There's a question for you, Pascal, on how do people um, from industry contribute their ideas to the process? So um, uh, there are a number of options uh, for um, for feedback. Uh, we said the jurisdictions um, sit on on the working group. Obviously, the number one uh, option is at the moment through the survey. Um, to, to provide that, uh, but also uh, the, the state um, jurisdictions um, have an opportunity to um, seek that feedback as well. Uh, there are through the uh, NAF paper where we've got the names of uh, each of the uh, participants uh, in the working group, 
So, uh, and obviously with uh, Olga, uh, with Sanjeev, uh, an opportunity to provide uh, a focused feedback through those means. Thank you, Pascal. Uh, so yes, just um, I might pass the next question to you, Stuart, if that's okay. So the question has come in, which is, how does the framework consider roadworks that might affect heavy vehicle access? Uh, I guess so this just, the, the, um, pan, the participant has explained that they, I can see there's opportunities there to um, improve how we uh, manage um, the effect of roadworks on heavy vehicle access. So interested to hear your thoughts on um, how the framework might help that. Thanks, Amy, and thanks for that question. It um, touches on the fact that there's probably a multitude of real-world issues that road managers are facing that we in the current working group probably have not even um, been able to understand by scratching beneath the surface in even just proposing the national access framework because it's quite a um, it seems like quite a specific issue. I'd suggest that the way the framework could help um, respond to that is that um, you know by providing a space for road managers to come together potentially through that access working group it allows for that fostering of collaboration the sharing of best practices um, in terms of how some road managers may be confronting the issue of managing roadworks and those uh, best practices could be shared uh, with others and then that's a potential way that i can see this national access framework helping to respond to that issue um, specifically. Um, if there's a set of issues that relate to how we should be managing roadworks, I think we'd be seeking your feedback through this consultation process to see whether there's a, a set of initiatives that could be built into the work program around how we manage uh, our approach to managing access in relation to, to road networks. Thank you, Stuart, road that's a good point. So there's a, there is the opportunity there just to remind everyone there's a survey on, on the website which will also allow you to put some sort of um, suggestions uh, and examples of, of challenges which you'd like to see addressed. Um, I'm just going to look at the next question. I think it's probably a question for uh, um, Pascal perhaps and that's a question um, who who is on the access who or who is going to be appointed on the access working group? And how are they selected? Um, so that hasn't been decided as yet. So um, hence why we're through this consultation process, uh, keen to make sure that uh, we uh, hear from industry and, and road managers. So um, the first part is that we believe that the working group uh, will have um, juris state jurisdictions as well as um, industry. Uh, and, and Olga. So uh, part of the next phase uh, after the consultation process is to look at the various options um, but uh, we, we haven't uh, formalised uh, the working group as yet. Okay, thank you. Thank you Pascal. Uh, I'll throw the next question uh, to you Stuart uh, and I'll, I, I guess it's um, a question on um, will, there's a, will the initiatives which are endorsed by the working group or the work program be, be funded? How will there be, is there a commitment to fund those initiatives? Yeah, look, you know, funding, particularly what we've heard from our local government partners, it seems like it's a perennial um, issue um, as we come to manage our assets. 
Look, um, all I can say at this stage is that the access work program as it's currently envisaged um, in the consultation version of the National Access Framework will be subject to approval through the existing um, ITSOC and ITEM framework, that is Infrastructure and Transport Senior Officials Committee, as well as Infrastructure and Transport Ministers meeting. Um, and so any initiatives um, that are put forward, we need to have a real world understanding of how they're going to be implemented. So we'll most likely have to confront those funding issues at that time. Thank you, Stuart. I guess I think I'm going to put a call out for some more questions for the chat. So please um, do feel free to add any uh, any questions to the to the chat now. We've got a couple more minutes, um, and there's no there's no questions that that we we you know we're happy to happy to be here and answer even if it's um, it seems like a, a minor point. We're happy to happy to answer today. So please feel free to add some more questions to the chat. Uh, let's have a think. Let's have a see. Have we got anything here? Um, Okay, well, I do have a question here um, about um, why is it Transport for New South Wales um, leading this um, development of this framework? Um, so, the, and, and Stuart Bowell means uh, come in as well, but um, they're certainly... Uh, um, I'll pass that to Pascal. Thanks, Amy. So, um, uh, the. The decision to for for New South Wales to to lead uh, the uh, project was uh, New South Wales had already um, set in place uh, the the access framework uh, in in the state, so uh, there was an opportunity to to leverage off that and uh, continue the the work that uh, was being done and uh, it um, and then uh, obviously endorsed uh, through the Kenosky report. Yeah, I, I'd echo that and just add to that, that we've, um, while we are leading it, we certainly have done it um, hand in glove with other jurisdictional partners and key agencies, um, including the regulator and the, um, the National Transport Commission, um, and not leastly, the Australian Local Government Association. So it really is a partnership approach. Thanks, thanks, Stuart. Thanks, Pascal. Um, I've got a question here. Um, I'm, I'm going to apologise to the person who asked because I'm not quite clear on um, what they're what the what the objective is but i'm just going to explain that what the questions persons asked would would uh would the, i guess the working group be interested in a self-funding scheme um so i think that's to say that to me i'm interpreting that as an idea to be part of the access work program and i'm sure that um yeah, the working group is, is certainly open to um ideas coming from different sources um perhaps perhaps stuart would you mind um expanding on, on that uh, yeah, sure. Without understanding the context entirely, if it's a self-funding access scheme, um, a mechanism by which uh, funding can be sought uh, for uh, maintaining the road asset, um, that's me reading into that. That's me interpreting that question. If that's the case, that certainly seems like an innovative idea that we'd like to hear more about. So um, to the person who has uh, submitted that question, um, I encourage you to go to the Austroads website and um, make a response to the survey and include um, that idea in the relevant, um, to the relevant question. I'd like to hear more about that. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Um, so look, I've, I've just had a request um, just to explain a little bit more detail about how um, this 
aligns to the Ken Kanofsky report. So I don't know if it's worth going back to that slide, maybe in um, just, just covering that, um, if that's possible. So was it, I'm not sure how many slides back that was, Elena, Katerina, sorry. Thank you. Maybe, which slide would you like to talk to? Um, sure, so Amy, sorry, Pascal, you go. No, guys, sure. Yeah, sure. So, Amy, sorry, is the question around, um, you know, what is the Ken Kanofsky report? Would, uh, would How does this align like to the recommendations of the Ken Kanofsky report? Yeah. So I'll have a first go at that, if you like, um, Pascal, and um, feel free to, to add to anything. But look, um, as we might have explained before, but um, I might just... Um, um, touch on a little bit more. Um, earlier this year, ministers appointed an independent consultant, Mr. Ken Kanofsky, former chief executive of Roads and Maritime Services, to work with jurisdictional and industry partners to develop a, a reform package, if you like, um, under the heavy vehicle national reform process. And in so doing, a number of initiatives have been identified primarily on the legislative side, as you would expect, in order to amend the law, make it more responsive and outcome-focused and risk-based. But helpfully, a lot of non-legislative uh, reform initiatives were identified as well. Um, there was a specific recommendation that this national access framework be developed, um, as along with the working group that we're proposing, as well as the associated work program. So that's specifically in that particular report. But hopefully there were some other um, access related or non-legislative initiatives as well around you know, how we can um, uh, better build out some PBS networks through harmonization across borders, how we can improve the PBS um, uh, process as well for, from industry's perspective. And so there's a, there's a lot of ideas in there that uh, we can certainly see could form part of a, a, almost an initial uh, work program, if you like. And so there is that alignment, um, but we do want this work program to be forward-looking um, and ever ever changing. So once we we finish one tranche of, of initiatives, it should be looking um, over the horizon as to what can be just um, onto you know brought onto the the program after that. Um, and so while there is that clear alignment, we are looking beyond as well to other ideas that can be brought into that initiative. Um, for those on the call who may not be as familiar with the um, reforms that were um, developed this year in consultation um, led by Mr. Konofsky. I'd encourage you to go to the um, uh, Federal Government's Department of Infrastructure and Transport um, website, uh, to the ITEM website in particular. Um, I'm sure you can do a Google search or lead you right there. And on that page, you can actually see the report from Mr. Konofsky, um, and it lists all of the reform propositions uh, as well as the, um, the, the non-legislative items that I've just touched on. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. We have got a couple more questions now, so I'll try and quickly um, work. Sorry, Amy, I'll just, I'll just jump in there quickly too. Alga was quite closely involved, just to put councils down, Alga was quite closely involved in um, the uh, Konofsky review process. So it came out of the uh, heavy vehicle, uh, sorry, the National Transport Commission's review of the heavy vehicle national law, and the process uh, had sort of stalled and uh, Edom had uh, appointed uh, Ken to uh, undertake review of the process and to work closely with industry and uh, 
jurisdictions and uh, and councils to, uh, to represent it through ALGA to uh, uh, you know come up with a with a with a package of reform proposals for implementation to move the uh, heavy vehicle national uh, law review process forward. Um, and you know, in the positive for councils, uh, we you know that process from our perspective uh, was was very good. Uh, and uh, you know, the heavy vehicle access laws as they currently stand, as, as they pertain to access, have been retained, and uh, access decisions and timeframes have also been retained as they currently are. And uh, and Matt Penninger, Alga CEO, has been uh, appointed as an advisor to the uh, steering committee for the implementation of that project. That steering committee comprises uh, the transport agency leads, including Rog, Rob Sharp from New South Wales and Neil Scales, who's the chair of that steering committee from Queensland, uh, along with Ken as well. So um, yeah, so Algas and local government is front and centre in that process of the implementation of um, Ken Konofsky's reform package. Thank you, Sanjeev. I think we um, we, pro we don't really have, um, we probably have time for one more question, I'll say, and then we'll, we'll follow up with any questions we haven't answered um, after the session. But I'll just uh, note that we have had a question about what are the timeframes once this consultation is completed and what, what happens with next with the work program. Are you able to just to um, explain that, maybe Stuart? I certainly can. Thank you, Amy. So in terms of our timing, um, consultation will be open until the 18th of November after which we'll review all of the feedback that we've received via that survey um, make the necessary changes in order to develop a final national access framework for heavy vehicles with a view to putting that forward for approval uh, initially to the infrastructure and transport senior officials committee early next year. Um, subsequent to that, um, we are at this stage planning on putting a, a proposed um, kind of operating model, if you like, for how the working group and the work program will work, probably to, uh, the infrastructure and transport ministers meeting, which is um, scheduled for on or around May of next year. So that's our timing at this particular point in time. Thank you, Stuart. I think unfortunately we better uh, call a halt now because that's our time for this webinar today, but thank you very much for presenting to us. And I just want to remind everybody on the call that this is uh, there are many, there are multiple options to um, uh, raise your questions um, on the through the survey and there is an opportunity to download a more, more fulsome document as, as uh, Stuart has explained so please uh, do, do do follow up on those leads and let us know of any um, or let the team know of any questions you may have but thank you for coming along and participating today.